So hello and welcome to today's podcast. Delighted to be joined by Martin Soul and Andrew Murphy today from the FSB. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello. And Martin, where are you in the UK today? Uh, I'm actually in Hastings, which is to the east of uh, Sussex, which is the area I represent. Yeah, it's a sunny day here in uh, it's St. Leonard's, actually, that I live in, Hastings and St. Leonard's. So yeah, I'm, I'm over in the east of uh, the southeast the deep southeast of England. And yourself, Andrew? Yeah, I'm not far from Martin, actually. I'm in Eastbourne. Lovely. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the, the FSB and the Federation of Small Businesses. So, um, Andrew, do you want to tell us um, a little bit about the FSB and what support to businesses that the FSB can help with? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so thanks for having us on. That's the first thing. Um, so, as a broad picture, what the FSB is, and it's important, I think, to, to get this point across, is that we are a not-for-profit business support organisation. So we support businesses across the whole of the UK. Uh, we do that in three main ways, I think. One is that we lobby government on behalf of, of small business, which I know you'll probably touch on with Martin. Um, we run networking events, which are all now on Zoom, so we're all getting used to that. Um, but they're all free at the moment, so they're really worth coming to. We get a good, good um, member engagement with those. And then we have member benefits and, and the member benefits have been particularly uh, well used during this period. And they're really around um, perhaps some of the back office functions that businesses need. So legal support, HR support, health and safety support, for example, uh, that you're able to download the furloughing letter uh, and get guidance on how to deal with employees during that period and, and coming back from work. Um, as well as things like um, COVID-19 risk assessments. All of these things are included in, in your membership. Um, and at the end of the phone is a legal advisor, a health and safety advisor, an HR advisor to give you advice, uh, particularly at the moment, it's, it's, you know, it's there all the time, but particularly at the moment, it's, it's challenging times for businesses because there's a whole load of new legislation and guidance that you need to go through and you need to do it properly. Um, that's really what the FSB has been particularly engaged in at the moment is supporting uh, businesses through that um, in addition to the lobbying and the events. Brilliant. And Martin, with regards to um, obviously the period we're going through at the moment, COVID-19 and this awful lockdown situation that we've been experiencing for the last what, 13, 14 weeks now, I think, hasn't it? Um, well, what's the FSB been doing for its members and the smaller business sector during, during this time? Well, I think initially uh, we were in survival mode and, um, you know, uh, people's income fell through the floor. Um, and so it was cash flow initially that uh, we needed to deal with, with our members and help. So we were straight in there with other leading business groups, probably lobbying uh, the Chancellor and uh, the Prime Minister, uh, ministers and so forth, support that, that was needed. So, um, uh, we put in place, obviously, the government, with our support, put in place the job retention scheme. Uh, Andrew mentioned furloughing, so that was for businesses with employees. We also, um, it was a breakthrough moment, we got also lobbied for self-employment support. The self-employment income support scheme as well then was put in place. Uh, we had grants that came in between 10 and 25k. Uh, from councils, um, particularly helping smaller businesses who were on uh, rate relief and, and particularly highlighting retail, leisure and hospitality as the hardest hit sectors. So 
So we were in there lobbying, you know, these things just don't happen. They happen through business support groups, um, telling the, the chancellor and the prime minister what, what's required. Um, Andrew then mentioned, obviously, we, we, we had our legal advice service and people like myself, um, uh, there's about 30 odd development managers around the country for the FSB. Um, we, we were sending out a newsletter every week with our phone number and email in uh, and lots of information every week going to our members um, to, to get them accessing those grants, accessing those um, um, schemes, which all needed application forms and things. So helping them through the process uh, and signposting them, particularly then to the legal advice line um, uh, where, where, you know, they needed legal advice as well around furloughing arrangements and around uh, what they could and couldn't do, uh, the government websites and so forth. So that was survival mode. Um, we were also using our social media websites as well on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn to get those messages out too. Uh, and again, immediately started working locally as well with um, with uh, not only councils, but the MPs too, uh, so that they could lobby on our behalf for local concerns. Uh, and I'd also finally mention the local enterprise partnerships, Simon. Um, uh, we all work with the local enterprise partnerships. They're, they're like a civic, uh, you know, government, civic and business partnership. Um, they cover big areas like down where I am. There's the South East LEP covering Kent, Essex and East Sussex. And there's Coastal Capital, which covers West Sussex and Brighton uh, and Surrey. So, you know, they're, they're bigger regional kind of bodies. And uh, we were lobbying them. And in fact, Coastal Capital immediately put out another grant of a couple of million for small businesses, particularly to help with innovation so that they could piv pivots the word, isn't it, towards uh, more innovative ways of doing services, mainly online. So they put out a grant scheme for that. And only recently now, South East LEP uh, put out a 5.4 million um, grant scheme, not a grant scheme, it's um, uh, it's uh, investment 5.4 million pound investment in skills and SME support. So um, I'm sure that 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 was replicated around other LEPs in the country as well. And that comes from our partnerships, our relationships, um, you know, and, and our lobbying with 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 uh, with these partners who can free up money during this crisis. Well, it's brilliant to hear the FSB have, um, have been really active and obviously being members, I know exactly firsthand and having seen firsthand uh, what they've done for us as a small business. So, you know, a, a lot of this work is done unrecognized as well. And, you know, people sort of quick to have a, a moan occasionally. But when it actually comes to a crisis that we've all been experiencing, I, I can't fault the uh, the work, effort and, and energy as well that's gone into uh, representing us as members. So, you know, I, I know you guys have been actively involved in your area, but you know it's been phenomenal what what we've been seeing over the last couple of months. And uh, you know I think we should thank the FSB as members for for actually you know lobbying and, and representing us in the way they have done. So it has been tremendous. Thank you. Thank um, you Tom. No, you're welcome. I mean, when we talk about sort of what members have been looking for, what what kind of support have they actually been looking for during this period? Uh, shall I start, Andrew, on this one? Yeah, you go ahead, Martin. Yes, please. Yeah, then you can chip in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's talk about some of the calls. I mean, amazing over the initially uh, through March and April, you know, we, we, I've got a list of hundreds of, of calls that I've logged down and we, and we put them through a, a database so that our central office also was kept informed uh, of the, the issues, not the personal data, I would say, but the issues that members were coming to us with. So very clearly around financial support initially and signposting them, as I've said, insurance issues were coming to us 
and we have a case going through court now around business interruption clauses because a lot of insurance firms weren't um, and still aren't willing to pay out to, to our members when they paid big premiums. Uh, so that was there. Um, uh, what other, uh, so signposting to grants, um, employees and furloughing, what they just simply can and could and couldn't do health and safety wise, you know, uh, was it safe to do this? Was it safe to do that? So again, signposting them, supporting them on that. Um, we had issues, if do you remember Andrew, around health and welfare as well, that was an initial issue and working from home and having to adjust. So we quickly put in some health and welfare advice on our website too and signposted people to that so that they could um, stay strong through, through, through the crisis, especially when they were having anxiety about their uh, their money and their income um, and then gradually we moved into uh, putting together a skills hub online as well uh, which is uh, online learning particularly around digital skills so that people could get up and running uh, around um, when, when we say digital skills not only um, you know uh, networking and using zoom and things like that but also really starting to think okay hang on a minute I've got to start thinking about selling online I've got to think about subscription services. I've got to think about creating income streams from a digital source now. You know, this is not just a website I've got here. I've got to make this pay. So, um, so yeah, helping uh, gradually over time, we're helping businesses much more now use these tools to monetize, you know, their digital uh, interaction with their clients and customers very much so. Um, do you want to add anything else, Andrew, to that? Yeah, I was just going to add, I mean, I think that um, there were some statistics and I was just looking for them, but I can find them. But um, in terms of the legal hub, which is, um, as you know, um, Simon, a resource that's available to members. So you're able to download documentation that helps in this time. Um, we changed that hub so that COVID-19 guidance documents and legal documents that you could use, such as the furlough letter, calculating holiday pay, so on and so forth, were all right at the top of that. And that has been absolutely um, mobbed, basically. The download volumes of those documents has been really, really high. Um, now on the site, you can see there's things like um, uh, risk assessments, as well as uh, signage for shops to put up, keeping the social distance and so on and so forth, saying we are COVID compliant. So those kind of things that are actual, it's not just um, talk, basically. It's, it's documents that businesses can use in actually download and use in their business straight away that, that are needed um, and, and there's no charge for those which I think is incredible the other thing that's been really great as um, Martin and I have both been involved in is the networking side of things um, and rather than just letting that go uh, as a lot of people have done um, we've moved to Zoom which has been great and what's also I think been really great Martin is that exactly as you talk about the, the support that the other members have given each other so let's say um, someone doesn't know how to use zoom or they're looking to um, start doing online trading we're able to connect members to each other to, to provide that support as well and create that supportive environment amongst the membership uh, certainly in Sussex I think that's been really really strong and I'm sure it has been across the whole of the UK as well mm. Brilliant. And Martin, talking about the um, sort of uh, the lobbying that's been going on, have there been any sort of like real breakthrough moments that have really sort of helped um, the, you know, obviously the members and small businesses? Yeah, it's, it's funny when you mention a question like that, it makes it seem like a, such a drama and it has been really. It makes the jo job quite enjoyable, but you know, in the, you know, you, while it's enjoyable, there's people out there 
that are really suffering and you've always got to bear that in mind but you know it has been quite a quite an exciting time in many ways um uh so yeah i think probably obviously the big early breakthroughs was uh, the self-employment scheme and bringing that up uh really into the into the chancellor's eyes and uh, and the self-employment scheme very responsive to that 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 um you know, quite, not quite so aware of the the, the size of the self-employment sector and the support that was required there. And it isn't just about employees all the time and bigger companies. So that was a breakthrough moment when that scheme came through. We have to mention as well, there are still a lot of businesses out there that haven't found support. Um, there's this term born through the cracks, you know, of government support schemes. And that's mainly a, a group where people work from home uh, so they don't have on property costs so much, um, and uh, you know, and um, and so we must acknowledge acknowledge that group. We did write to the chancellor straight away, to the prime minister, saying this group aren't being helped. Um, and um, one one response was to put in place these bounce back loans. We had um, what we called civil loans. Um, uh, so these bounce back loans were brought in um, to support businesses. So not grants, but loans and because they were finding it very difficult to uh, act bigger loans. And I think there was the, the, the civil loans were initially, um, the coronavirus loans, about 150K was the average. And we're thinking, hang on, the small businesses are not getting access to this. So they brought in the bounce back loans, which is up to 50K. And that's that's been much smoother as a process, much easier to access. Uh, and our own um, bank, co-op bank, have access to that. So, so we were happy with that happier with that. That was a big breakthrough. Um, we again made another breakthrough with discretionary loans. So at the moment, there are still discretionary council loans out. There was a whole group that were being missed. Those paying over 51k uh, rateable value, those in the supply chain that still weren't getting a grant. So, you know, like marquee companies who, you know, run festivals. We had a beer company that, uh, well, not a beer company that supplied all the pipes and um, gases for um, running a bar you know on a cruise ship or you know at a festival I remember that company got nothing you know initially but through this discretionary loan they can they can get a grant uh, of up to 25k um, there are other there are a lot of firms as well breakthrough months around that discretionary loan a lot of firms who weren't able to get a grant because their landlord got the grant even they were based on you know, a site with many businesses there, but the landlord got it, got his 10K or 25K or whatever, but they got nothing, even though they may have paid a contribution in their in their rent towards that um, business rate, you know, so they, that was a breakthrough moment using the discretionary loans for them. So that they got their grant too, which was um, wholly appropriate. Um, more recently, yeah, flexible furlough now coming in, which is great. Initially, it was an on-off switch. You're either in work or you're not. But now people can come back now soon part-time. and um, But the furlough scheme, scheme still operates for the other hours that they're not able to work. So that's great. And where, um, yeah, the extension of the small uh, self-employed uh, income support scheme, that's been extended into July for one final payment there through to August. So three month extension, great, to the end of August. And the one we're of course um, battling away at, at the moment, which we seem to be touch with winning on is um, lastly is the two meter down to one meter. And is that safe? In most circumstances, I think it will be. 
and that of course will enable um, restaurants, cafes, hospitality to, to, to have more people in and, and, and uh, obviously more income that you know, pays off those property costs and so forth that they will have in running their establishments. They need to have more people, uh, more, more people coming through the flow. Uh, and play and personal services of course you know like hairdressing and you know uh, spa services those you know those sorts of things nail bars or whatever you know personal services as well if we can bring it down to one meter they can operate so much more successfully so um so yeah there's they're, they're, they're the main breakthrough moments that have happened that i can see but you know coming back to unfortunately there is still a, a group a significant group where the uh, small business loans the bounce back loans is all really that they've been offered which is a shame yeah it's certainly been uh, challenging for a lot of people i think over the last well it has been it has been a quarter i think isn't it it's been 13 mm. 13 mm. 14 weeks now and uh, yeah there's, there's friends we know that are, you know here in northamptonshire that have, have struggled you know local businesses have closed and obviously they they still don't know what what the future holds and uh, you know again i can't really knock the um, the work that the fsb's done because obviously you know you've been at the forefront of a lot of this for us as members and uh, you know it has been tremendous um in, in a strange world when we sort of think back and look back at how things were on you know coming out in, in mid-march and, mm-hmm. and everything and then we're seeing this being done we're seeing this being done and it was nice i think the fsb were actually quoted in parliament weren't they or was that something one of the reports i saw yeah that's right yeah i think we've been quoted a number of times um particularly by uh, richie shunak the um chancellor has uh, mentioned us, but I think I think it may have been in relation to the self-employment income support scheme, uh, where he'd really listened to us on that one and uh, and brought that through. Yeah. Mm. So Martin, um, talk to me about um, the work you do. You, you work with partners, I think, don't you? So, um, what other partners do you actually work with, and to, to obviously help us with you know keeping the uh, the economy afloat? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, I mean, there's some more that I mentioned earlier, some breakthrough moments working with the local enterprise partnerships because they they both now in our area have put up uh, money to support, to support the SME uh, uh, revival. Uh, certainly as we revive, they're putting money in there. So local enterprise partnerships, um, councils, obviously, there's an economic development manager in every council. And, uh, you know, the, um, in, in most areas, we've got about sort of 16 of those across councils um uh, top tier you know county councils as well as what we call second tier district and borough councils so uh, we work very closely with them mps of course i've got i think again i've got uh, 12 to 15 in my patch as well working with them on an individual basis um and there's a number of business partnerships as well you know we for instance have got adrian worth partnership as you can rightly imagined Brighton Hove Economic Partnership. So a number of partnerships uh, that are brought together. And they also bring in the universities and colleges um, from the skills angle as well, because skills are so important to building business capacity and utilising their, their services um, to provide expertise. Um, and lastly, I would say the bids, uh, bids are business improvement districts. So we work with the managers there. So we've got one in Brighton, Chichester, um, Hastings, um eastbourne uh, where andrew is there um and uh you know we work very close with them because they, they'll have a whole cluster of um high street stores as well as the smaller independent businesses around town centers so working closely with them and um to give you an example of that collaborative work now going on 
is that we're all up, we're on business task forces now that are opening the town centres. So that requires business support for those businesses in terms of their health and safety guidance and skills, but also check in, you know, someone's got to go in with a clipboard and check that. So, you know, trading standards and things. So we're working closely with them. And then there's the whole management of the public space um, to ensure it's a really tight balance now between supporting the visitor economy, uh, but at the same time, keeping everybody safe. You want people to have a nice experience, but at the same time, kind of manage those expectations that it's not going to be quite like the old days at the moment, uh, but we want them visiting and then coming back. So we're working very closely on this business recovery task force with these partners as we gradually open up to our, our town and village centres. Yeah. That's certainly a key thing because uh, I'm actually vice chair of our local town centre partnership and it's obviously been quite a oh, high... You know. Yeah. It's been a hot topic, I can assure you. There's been various WhatsApp messages flying amongst yeah. the team saying, you know, what's going on, what's going on? And, uh, you know, obviously we've seen you know, a lot of changes to the high streets even before COVID-19. So now this has kicked in. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, we've now got to look at alternative routes and things. And, uh, mm. you know, who knows what the future holds? And talking of the future, um, Andrew, you know, you know where, where's the future actually lie in the support that the FSB uh, provides to small businesses? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I think fundamentally... What we, what we are here to do and what we've been doing for 45 years is supporting small business. And that doesn't change, you know, it, what, how we do that changes. But I think um, the FSB has adapted really well during this time. I mean, for the first time ever, um, we, we partnered with um, a marketing uh, team and did some free advertising for, for businesses. What was the amount in that fund, Martin? Can you remember? Was it five million? It was quite a lot of money. Wasn't I it? think that's right. I think you got it right. Five million, yeah. Yeah, I think it was five million with the, with the Metro Group. So, you know, offering... Uh, free advertising to our members in in a in a nationwide magazine in a nationwide publication. As Martin said, the Skills Hub that's brand new. So uh, tooling up our our businesses um, with digital skills. You know, this is all adaptations and all stuff that's happened during this crisis. And 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 I think the FSB has adapted really well and will continue to do so outside of that. And and now, if you look at the homepage, there's a lot of focus on. What does it look like when you start to reopen? What do you need to have in place? What assessments do you need to have done? Um, what signage do you need in the window to say that we're COVID compliant, so on and so forth? And that support. Um, and, and throughout, I think the, the great thing has been that because we sit in, in Westminster for, with our lobbying, we are getting the, the real information and it's a really good source of guidance for businesses in very confusing times. They know they can come to the FSB, they can get guidance, and um, it's up to date and it's it's in line with what the government are asking in the confusing times and th and that will continue well brilliant martin andrew thank you for joining me on the podcast um andrew how can people actually get in contact with yourselves if they want to get, talk to you further about you know benefits of membership that we haven't quite discussed or they want to go through something uh, with some further questions yeah absolutely so all, all the all the help and guidance and, and information about about membership is is on the central website at fsb.org.uk. Um, if anyone would like to discuss it at any level, they can contact me. That's absolutely fine. Andrew.Murphy at fsb.org.uk, um, and and they'll come through to us. We can have a chat, and we can point them in. And we can give them pointers, and it's very in line with what Martin's saying. We're here to, to signpost people to to guidance and things that help them. Brilliant. And Martin, final word to you. 
Yeah, yeah. I was just going to supplement that to say on the on the website is um, an events tab, and uh, non-members can join us at events uh, as well with our members. Do do come in. I think the future will have a very hybrid approach where there will be face-to-face meetings, and I, I don't think uh, I think these online events will be here and here to stay. So you know, there's three kinds of events there that people can um, uh, come into: networking events where you get to introduce yourselves. We do Q&A support with experts, as well as with, uh, I mentioned those partners like MPs and councils that come on board. Uh, and thirdly, we do webinars as well. So full on webinars where you're really just watching and, and posting in questions as need be. So yeah, we, I'd ask anybody to um, just uh, press that events tab, register in, and then you know you can book into events um, yeah, wherever, you, wherever you wish to go, really. Those online events, geography is no, um, and time is no uh, no barrier now, is it? So uh, why not why not join in? Brilliant. Well, thank you for joining me today, and uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Simon. Cheers. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us, Simon. Appreciate it. <laughs>